This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Across the Airwaves with Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago. Tune in the first Wednesday of every month at 12 noon for information on how to better manage breathing problems on Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM. Hi everyone, this is Lung Talk with Asthma Otago. Um, Today I have um, Helen Sawyer who works at the um, Dunedin Public Hospital as one of the palliative care um, respiratory... uh, palliative care CNSs um, and Helen actually talked um, has talked previously around palliative care but actually today we're going to sort of talk slightly different. Um, she did however mention when we were um, talking about when you see your GP sometimes uh, the practice nurse may actually do an assessment particularly if you've got um, some chronic conditions and you may have more than one um, and the the nurse may actually take quite a long session and talk through what's been going on and where you're at and about the conditions and having a plan. But actually some of the things that they may mention to you or talk through you to you about is an advanced care plan. Now that's something some people, when I mention them, and we certainly mention them in the hospital a lot more now, um, they kind of look at your strange and go, well, what does that mean? So Helen... Tell me, what is an advanced care plan? Sure, Linda. That's um, something that I live and breathe a little bit about, advanced care planning. Now, I'm a palliative care nurse, and those of you that didn't hear um, me talk recently on the radio um, on this session, um, palliative care, you know, people's jumped to the, you know, death and dying part of, of, oh, what's that got to do with me? And But as a palliative care nurse over some to many years, what I found and what I have found personally is that People who get to meet me in my service have never thought about their future health care or future health needs. And that's something that is changing with the um, occurrence of a more widespread um, rollout of advanced care planning across the country, not just here in Dunedin, not just here in southern DHB. So advanced care planning really we get hung up on this plan that people have to fill out and and whatnot, but really it's a process of firstly thinking about what's important to you. Don't worry, don't not about your health, but just what's important to me as a person, and what what if I couldn't do the things I do now because of my health? What does my health team need to know about me? So it does start off a little bit about getting people to think about um, what's important to them. And then so they think about things and then talk about things. And who would they talk about it with? Well, they'd talk um, hopefully to those nearest and dearest to them. The person that I often say, if you suddenly couldn't speak for yourself, does the person who could speak for you know what you want? And you would be very surprised that sometimes they have quite a different view on what you would want than what you actually want. So that's why talking about these things is really important. Especially at the moment, you know, we're just a year out from that horrible time Mm. we all went into lockdown because COVID was coming our way. Now, we were terrified about that this time last year. And we thought we were going to get a lot of people coming through the door who might end up not being able to speak for themselves. And what we realised was that a lot of those people have never talked to anybody about what 
they would want or expect. But you also have to add in the complexity of or the layering of do they understand what their health status is and what you know what would they expect someone to do and let's just talk about COVID as a good example in our minds if you got COVID and got really sick with a pneumonia from COVID what what do you think the doctors might do given your health status now if you can't answer that question you need to talk to your doctors as well about tell me about what you think my future health care looks like now some of us are Fine and fit and healthy. Well, we pretend to be anyway. <laughs> and but anything can happen to anybody suddenly. And we, I, you know, a fit, healthy person can get COVID, but they can also have a stroke or they can also have an accident that changes something. And for either for for permanently or for temporarily, they may not be able to speak for themselves. So advanced care planning is is the process around getting your voice into your health care when you can't speak for yourself. That, that's, that's great. Thank you, Helen. So that, what you're saying is everyone should have one. I am, Linda. That's you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds funny to think, you know, well, Us why young. would I? But, you know, there's a GP in Invercargill who gives out advanced care plans to all his new parents. Because something's changing in their lives, they need to review things. And I, you know, often we think about, you know, how many of us have got wills, and how many of us have got insurances, and how many of us have got an advanced care plan. It should be as common as that. Something that we put in place for if something happens to us, so that it's written down. And we should also review it from time to time. Yeah, because I think you're right. I mean, we can write things down, can't we? But actually, things change as time goes on. And, you know, maybe we our health deteriorates further and some of those decisions we perhaps made three or four years earlier may actually not, you know, you might have changed that, that plan. That's right. Yeah. Um, we might just have a bit of a break and then after that we'll come back and, and have a bit more of a chat. stock of your emotions about a million different things ain't it strange though many things need change there's very little that we do sitting lightly by the river the peace and breathe the air It's just occurred to me in writing down these words I simply mean to say I Just who you are 
about our matters of concern Like shining, changing, hopeful stars But where's the end to all our talking? So intellectual with our airs and things You know what's wrong, we've been talking far too long Welcome back everyone. So we're talking with Helen from the palliative care service at Dunedin Hospital but we're focusing today really on looking about um, planning for the future I suppose in our heads and um, looking at advanced care planning. So I think Joe, have you got some questions well, to been answer them? You know, I've just been quietly sitting in the corner which is quite unusual for me to be sitting quietly but here I am. Um, so the advanced care plan is a written plan of your desires for your future health. So is this done in conjunction with your nearest and dearest, or is this your own plan? And how much say will that nearest and dearest have when in fact they are supposed to be speaking for you, but then can actually do what's important to them, not what was important to you? And how much legality is around an advanced care plan? Well, I, I'm, luckily, Joe, I think I can answer all those questions because there was quite a lot packed up in that little <laughs> little was. little question. So, yes, I think that's the re- that's the the big key. There is write it down, and it is your voice. And in actual fact, um, yes, Mum wouldn't have wanted that, or Mum would have wanted this. How do we know unless you've you've put that in writing? And you've had a conversation. There's a little bit of the advanced care plan called an advanced directive, which is the bit around the real specific things around what you would not want a health service to do. Like, I would not want to go to ICU and have be ventilated, as an example. Mm. Or um, people sometimes when they've got um, diseases where they know, like motor neuron disease, where they say things like, if I can't swallow any more, I do not want artificial feeding. Now, you're entitled to say what you don't want. You cannot demand a service. So you can't say, 
at all costs I want artificial feeding, at all costs I want ventilator, but what you can say is I do not want. So going back to Joe's question around, so I've said I do not want artificial feeding if I can't swallow, and for some reason I'm not able to communicate, and I've written that down. Joe can't come in and say, oh, she didn't really mean that. She does, we, I want you to do that. Because what you would be doing there, and this is where it sits legally in New Zealand, you would be breaching my code of rights. You would be breaching my right to make an informed decision and say what I want. And the other thing with these decisions, going back a step, during that talking to your family, they can't, nobody can coerce me into to writing something down. That's why part of it is signed with a healthcare professional so that they are sure that you were competent at the time when you made these decisions and wrote them down and that you were not being, it was voluntary and that you weren't being coerced at the time. Mm. Cool, great. I mean, it, it, um, uh, I certainly think that would make people a wee bit more comfortable that they will, you know, that their desires are going to be met because I'm mm. sure even within families, mm-hmm. you know, um, if someone's um, not wanting to get something that you think would be helpful, yeah, um, you know, the emotion takes over rather than, than the desire of the person. So I really, I mean, it sounds to me like a really, really good thing and certainly people should be um, looking at that at the earliest, really, eh? That's the and, bit. and look, just how, where do you write it down and how do you yeah. get this shared? I mean, I think the important thing to know is that, yes, you, you can get advanced care plans. Um, the Health Quality and Safety Commission, for those of you that are, uh, um, that look on the internet. Mm-hmm. If you Google Health Quality and Safety Commission, you can actually order st- st- supplies. But actually, your your GPs and your any teams of your contact Linda or I at Dunedin Hospital will be able to access some of the actual written plans. But once you've done your your bit, and I just say to people, go away and scribble notes and talk to your family. And just this is not a test. This is not an exam that we're going to mark you on. This is your words and what you want. And then once you have you're clear about what you want and you've written it down, your general practice, if you've got that, if you're doing that assessment that we talked about with long-term conditions, they will put it on the computer electronically. Now I can put it on in the hospital, as in staff in the hospital can do it. Staff in the general practice. And the system that we have anywhere in the South Island, once that's put on electronically, anybody can see it. And that includes St John's. So if you do get a call made for you by someone and they come to your house and you're not able to speak for yourself, if you've got an advanced care plan on the system or an acute plan, which is not what we're talking about today, but the St John's teams can access that information about you pretty quickly as well. And so they're going to say, well, Helen didn't want that done. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do the other things that she says are important to her. And we're going to, you know, make sure that that, that, that works out. Yeah, I think that's important. One, that people have access at access to the actual plan um, because it is important particularly you know as you say if you can't speak for yourself um, either having the family member say actually they've got an advanced care plan it's on the system go and have a look Mm. because sometimes you know when things are in a hurry sometimes those things kind of get a little bit overlooked so it is important that if you can remind right mind 
people that that plan is available. I mean, and we were going back and talking about families, and um, you know, these days there's a lot more blended families, isn't there? And there's a lot more sort of um, complexities, I suppose, in families, and uh, that's why it's so important to discuss it with those people and maybe copying the plan and sending it to people that perhaps don't live in within the and same centre. Exactly, Linda. And look, one of the things, and it's COVID sort of brings, has brought a lot of these things to the surface, but families, of course, in their environment at the moment, can't even come and have that conversation with you. So you're doing a lot of these things, you know, sort of over the internet and whatnot. But, you know, you can still write this down and send it to them to read, and then you can discuss it or, you know, those sorts of things. And then, you know, we often joke, and this is a, this is not a very, you know, very PC, but, you know, we often joke about that family member that comes from afar and storms into the hospital and has a, is upset because of things that aren't being done. But this this can stop some of that, mm. you know, because they're involved in that discussion before, you know, and understand that mum didn't want that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the important thing, isn't it? Because it's actually about the person. It's not about all, you know, what what the doctors want or, you know, what the whanau want. Mm. It's off, you know, it's about actually what that person wants. So we might stop there for another break, and we'll come back in a moment um, for a bit more of a chat. Distrust, no room for hate. Open up your hearts, don't let them wait. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Quality in life that's hard to find. Like a child with an open mind. Tenderness.
um, welcome back. So um, we were talking about advanced care planning before the song, and um, so I think Joe might have um, some questions to ask just around. <laughs> I like asking questions. Well, my first question really is: um, How long have these um, plans been around? I mean. Uh, we certainly hear a lot about it now, and certainly within this area, we certainly hear it, and people are discussing it. But you know, it should have been around for a long time, and yeah, but has it been? Look, I went to a conference in 2013 in Melbourne, which was an advanced care planning conference, and New Zealand then was just starting to, you know, get some systems up and going, and a lot of that came from Northland DHB and the Auckland DHB, and those of us from other parts of the country started to form a network and and work alongside some of the services in it when we went back to our areas. But the system that we've got in Southern DHB now, so anybody that lives south of Waitaki and lucky enough to do that um, and live in our area, um, is that this electronic system that I mentioned before the um, break, um, it's only been live across the South Island for, oh, I think less than a year, roughly. There's been, you know, Canterbury started it and did a lot of trials, um, and it's one of those things that um, we've sort of formed and stormed about for a little while. But the but Well South, which is a primary the primary health organization in Southern DHB, they're doing this long term condition program. Some of you may remember something called Care Plus and this has replaced it. It's called Click. Client led integrated care. And we talked about the GPs will call you in maybe to have an assessment and if you've got some complete complex issues, more than one or two long term conditions and some medications, they'll start introducing advanced care planning to you. Um, so that again is relatively new, but it has been rolled out across all general practices right across this region. And but those of us that haven't got a long term condition, we need to initiate that discussion with our GPs, and we have to pay. We have to pay to go for that appointment and have a talk. But I think it's an important. We know we spend our money on funny things sometimes, <laughs> and these things might not be something that we think are, are useful. And why should we pay? But at the moment, I think you know you go and it's a useful you know conversation with your GP. Mm. So that's people you know just n- no health issues. Mm-hmm. But sort of, um, you know, as you say, it's no different than making a will. No. Um, you know, you're no. planning for the future. And yeah. as we found out last year, things, our whole world can change, you know, mm. and a lot of the things can change mm. that we that we don't like to think about and talk about. But if we just plan for the future and and sort it, and then we've got that, we've got that confidence that that's sitting in the background for us. Cool. Yeah. Well, we certainly will be uh, promoting that. Yeah, um, yeah. within the service. Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, we have exercise classes that we, we run with the Asthma Society for people with lung problems. And, um, you know, so it, all those people that come along to that group should be should be taking one of those advanced care plans home and, home and having a look at it, having a conversation with the GP. And they do, we certainly do um, talk to to people around, you know, thinking about their futures because um, clearly a lot of lung conditions, um, you know, are quite can become very severe and um, will shorten people's lives. So it's really important. That's right. And they may find that they, their GP, you know, one of the questions might be, would I qualify for some funded care planning? You might not, but you might as well ask that question because that would be good. And they might, oh, yes, we were going to get you in for an assessment and you've beaten us to it. So, you know, that would be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. So can people ring? So people, 
would ring their GP or talk to their practice nurse and say, yeah. I've heard about this. Advanced care planning, yeah. And you, you, when I say you make an appointment to go in if you're not funded, you could you could make an appointment to go and talk to the practice nurse about it too. You don't have to you know, see the GP if you want to just have a bit of a talk. But it might be, as I say, that you already qualify for a conversation with it through the through the CLIC program. Yeah, and I think sometimes perhaps it's best not to add it on to something if you are feeling unwell mm, mm. and you are going in for that and then say, oh, by the way, yeah. um, can you tell me about this? I think it's, you know, it's it, it needs a, an appointment by itself, I think, just to have a really good conversation mm. around actually, you know, what it's about, you know, some of those options that we talked about. Um, and the, yeah, that's right. And some people, though, they just, you know, the, I've had um, people who live in some of the apartments in some of the retirement villages. Now they're living independently in their own mm-hmm. homes and with some support peripherally, but not really anything major. And they do a bit of a drink, um, drinks and book club with their advanced care plans and have a talk to each other, get ideas about, yeah. oh, I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, so even sometimes it's a coffee, uh, have a cup of tea with ACP. They used to, there was a campaign <laughs> one year, you know, and just, it's a funny thing but you know you don't bring it up because you never think of these things because it's not in our it's not what we really want to talk about but yeah and I think actually um sometimes health professionals kind of think it's not something that they want to talk about because it may be seen as a negative thing but actually as you say once people start talking about it actually it, it causes quite a lot of relief for them actually and particularly people that perhaps have more severe lung disease actually to be heard is really important. Mm. So I think that's probably a really important thing, isn't it? Yeah, we're, I mean, look, we're very good as healthcare professionals at waiting for people to ask us questions, but actually it's the other way around. That usually um, uh, the person thinks, oh, I shouldn't bring this up, but, you know, just bring it up because then, then there's a bit of a relief on both sides that the conversation gets started. It doesn't matter who yeah. starts it. Yeah, so I think, um, thanks Helen, I think we're just about run out of time, but um, you mentioned a website before, and I know there's lots of really valuable information on that, so perhaps you could just tell us again what that website is. So that's Health, Quality and Safety Commission, and there's a consumer, well if you when you go on, there's a lot of different programs, look for the ACP or Advanced Care Planning Program and once you get onto that section there's a consumer section Yeah so perhaps if you couldn't remember that maybe if you typed in even a Advanced Care Plan New Zealand that yes. would come up with yep. that Yeah. So thanks Helen that's been really interesting um, the talk today. Thank you Asthma Otago's Asthma Centre is open from 9 to 12 Monday to Friday offering practical advice on how to better manage your condition Call in and visit their rooms, have a cuppa and browse through their range of resources, or just have a chat. You'll find Asthma Otago at Dunedin Community House, 283 Moray Place, and you can call them on 471 6167. Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and respiratory disease. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.